G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Once again, let's take a few minutes to check in on another nation where it's very difficult to be a Christian. And if you do declare your faith publicly, you'll know that there is persecution on the way. I'm talking today with Tony Benjamin, the CEO of Voice of the Martyrs, and we wanted to just get a little insight into what's happening in the nation of Turkey, some huge changes that have taken place there of recent years, and the intensifying of the Islamic nature of the nation. And let's talk through what is happening with Christians in Turkey. Tony Benjamin, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's great to be with you. Tony, under President Erdogan, since that failed coup back in 2016, there's more and more restrictions on Christians. What can you describe for us? Yes, there are. And, you know, just a, a small statistic for you, and it seems to have gotten worse lately. Since 1914 to, uh, to now, the Christian population has decreased from 20% to less than 03 of a percent at the moment in Turkey. Mm. So that shows you the change that has happened over a period of time. And I dare say that Erdogan is there now. He's a radical, and he's definitely not on the side of the Christians at the moment. So I see some major challenges ahead for Christians in Turkey. Oftentimes, when I talk to various groups who support persecuted Christians within the boundaries of a particular nation, they talk about doing whatever they can to keep the church alive, because if the church disperses and leaves the nation, uh, sometimes the thought that it's just so hard to get that foothold back again. Uh, there is a certain sense in which I can hear you saying there's been such a dramatic decrease in Christians. That's a real concern for the whole nation. Yes, it is a concern. What they're finding is that they not have, they don't have that many Christians sort of homegrown in Turkey. What they are having at the moment are a lot of refugees coming in from all different countries like Syria, Iran, Iraq, coming into Turkey because they have a certain period of uh, visa-free stay that they have there. So we met with many different nationalities in Turkey, including people from Iran. And the amazing thing is that the Turkish government does allow um, other Christians to minister to the Iranians. They'll help them with facilities. They'll help them with a space to actually, you know, practice their faith in and all of that sort of thing. But don't tamper with the local Turks because that's where the problems become real big ones. Um, in saying that, with such a huge Muslim population, 99.7% of 79.8 million people, um, there are very few, if any, facilities in many of the towns for Christians at all. Very few. So it's very difficult. Um, people don't often go to church on a Sunday as such. There. They just gather in their homes or they gather in small gatherings because... It's frowned upon if you go into a church. I want to know why you're going there on a Sunday. 
that's a place of blasphemy. The way they look at Christianity in Turkey is they look at all the 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 grot that comes out of the West, all the things that are not good, and they say that's because you're a Christian. So that's how the, the Turkish Muslims look at our faith. Yes, it's uh, it's very interesting and humbling, in fact, to think that we might be looked at as though the Christians are the foundation for the evils in Western society. Let me ask you, too, if we dig a little deeper here, and when we talk about nations, sometimes there's a predominance of Sunni Muslims, sometimes the predominance of Shia Muslims. As I understand it, it's Sunni Muslims who are in majority in Turkey. Is there ongoing issues with the the clash between the Sunnis and the Shias that you're aware of? Not that I'm too aware of, but what I what I will say is that there's a there's a growing dominance of fundamentalism that exists in Turkey and a total intolerance for anything other than fundamentalist Islam. Um, and this is obviously going to cause us a lot of problems being Christians. So that um, movement is growing with the help of the new president that they have, and, they, and Turkey is becoming more intolerant to anything other than, um, than Islam, and fundamentalist Islam and that. You know, and you've got this growing religious nationalism in Turkey, and uh, that's happening in a number of nations around the world. But is it particularly noticeable uh, the way that uh, the Turkish people are uh, much more loyal nationalists, which really means uh, loyal uh, Islamist? Yes, I would say that because Turkish pride is being a Turkish Muslim. That's Turkish pride, and you can't say anything against it because you know there will be issues. Um, many Christians still speak in whispers there, although if you're sitting at a table in a restaurant, you can pray quite openly, but it's still frowned upon. It's frowned upon in its, you know, in its larger sense. So, you know, Turkey is, Turkey is an ever-evolving place of fundamentalism now, and, uh, you know, it's becoming more gospel-resistant than ever before. Gospel resistant, and from my understanding too, there's real pressure on those who have converted to Christianity to actually convert back to Islamic religion. Is there that much pressure that you've noticed? Yes, there is a lot of pressure. Um, we work with uh, children in children's camps, which which we support in Turkey, and most of the Christian children express um, fear, they express uh, sadness, because they're always picked on because they're different. So what we do is we try to help, we try to uplift them, we try to build their faith, you know, because this is an ever-increasing problem for them at the moment. Now many of the teenagers are finding the peer pressure to be Muslim is great, and many of them are converting to Islam because of that. You know, they just can't handle the peer pressure. They're finding it difficult to find jobs because they're Christians. It's becoming a problem for them. It's a big issue. And ever since that coup uh, back in, or the failed coup back in 2016, uh, the way that the government has tightened up on who works for uh, the government, I mean, there is, as I understand it too, uh, very little access or no access to state jobs for people who would claim to be Christian. That is true. That is true. And I'll take that one step further. Is anybody that's not a Turkish uh, national finds it even harder, especially if you're like an Iranian Christian 
or uh, a Syrian Christian, that's even worse. These guys have to work illegally just to be able to survive, and they've got no support systems whatsoever. So Christians do find themselves on the on the outer with this with this growing challenge in Turkey with um, with not being Muslim here yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk about sure. the work of Voice of the Martyrs in Turkey because there is a certain sense uh, which I imagine that uh, everybody who's a foreigner coming in with uh, some level of Christianity is under all sorts of scrutiny. What sort of what sort of uh, attention do you get if you're a missionary into Turkey? Um, you get a lot of scrutiny, and also getting money into Turkey to assist um, Christians there is heavily scrutinized. Besides the fact that any money you move into Turkey, you're paying 18%, you know, fee on. Um, so it's so it's very very difficult to get any resources into Turkey. Um, you can print. Bibles in Turkey at the moment, but it's very limited and it's very expensive. And your your activities are heavily scrutinized and heavily governed. Even for local organizations there, the registration is quite arduous and they need to be very, very careful how they describe the activity because you know, once it talks about religion or talks about Christianity, you may not even get a license to, to function your business there or your organization there. Tony, Voice of the Martyrs, oftentimes when I'm talking to organizations like yours and we say, what can listeners do to help? Uh, what would you say are the best ways that those listening to our conversation now and with something of a burden on hearts, and I know that there'll be those thinking, you know, I can pray for Turkey. I feel like I'm pretty powerless to do much else. What else can people do We're supporting Voice of the Martyrs? People can support the work that we do financially. And like you said, they can pray, but they can also support the work we do financially. We we go to great lengths to get resources, Christian resources, to help uplift, to help build, and to help support the Christians in places like Turkey, from medical assistance right down to assisting pastors just to be able to function and to be able to live and eat. So this is where people can make a big contribution because we have many different projects in Turkey helping not just local Turks, but helping Christian refugees who've come into Turkey looking to escape the violence that's happening around them. So there's a lot of work that they can do. But if I can just add one little thing to this conversation, we recently visited some Iranian Christians who escaped Iran um, living in Turkey. And, you know, these guys, they are such, and they're all Muslim background believers, and they are working towards now going back into Iran from Turkey because they they feel that the Iranians in Iran still need to hear the gospel. Now, what a huge commitment. And these people are living in Turkey at the moment, and they are being supported by local Turks. So that type of ministry, we need a lot of help and a lot of support for. And I and think we'd all... We'd all be thinking, too, what amazing Holy Spirit-inspired courage to even be thinking of evangelizing in a nation where they no doubt were under pressure to come to Turkey in the first place. 
Tony Benjamin, it's just great getting your insights once again, uh, talking about Turkey, and no doubt there'll be listeners who might like to connect with you and Voice of the Martyrs and the good work that you do and support the activities that are going on for Voice of the Martyrs. Let me point people to the website. It's Voice of the Martyrs, very simple to remember website, V-O-M dot com dot au that's v o m dot com dot au tony benjamin is the ceo of voice of the martyrs in australia thanks tony for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us once again today on 2020 thank you for allowing me to share thank you Neil. before you go thanks for listening there's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au and remember vision is listener supported Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.